Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Robot Routine. It's B. You got Leon, aka Shabazz, here as well. Welcome back for all the people that is uh that have been listening for the couple other episodes we have out there. Bear with us as we try to grow and learn and uh continue to I guess earn your trust, so to speak. Give us your feedback. We love feedback. Yeah. So today we 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 uh we're gonna talk about relationships and uh we talk about of the romantical kind, you know, the kind you might put on a little smell good, kind you might uh think about put on a little negligee for your special someone. You might even consider showering, you know. I know, I know people's bathing bathing habits are a little different. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you know, okay? Now, I, ain't, I ain't go that far. You notice I said smell good. You gotta cover up that musk. I mean, shit. Some people don't even make it a point to shower. It's like love me for who I am, how I am. I'm not in that wave. But. Yeah, that's a different kind of love, and that's not the love that I'm uh, willing to accept. So you know, I, I bathe for you. So go ahead and bathe for me. Oh, okay. You know. And maybe uh, every every seven seven to eight days, but I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some water every now and then. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need like <laughs> twice a day. Okay. 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 Use a use a uh, use a use a uh, it uh, it washes its skin before you get some love in. It, definitely, definitely. Um, so in terms of relationships, I guess since we're talking about more so the romantic type. Um, when do you know you're in love? Do you ever really know? I don't know, man. Uh, when does it... Ch- you know what? I say this. It changes to love from love... I mean, changes into love from lust to me. When you got to sit down and you start doing the work, you start having difficult conversation. And, you know... It's not all about jumping them bones, but it's not. It, it starts to be about how do I build together, and how do I build this individual? At least that's my mindset. Is how do I make this person that I'm with better? Not all the time is my approach the most uh, tactful. Uh, is what I've been told in relationships, um, and I, I continue to be told uh, as well. You know. I'm a I'm a very straight to the point kind of person, but uh for me it's it's once you get down to it and you get beyond you know that point where all you want to do is wrestle tangle, aka sex them up, and you start to talk about like, yo you know, when you did um, when you looked at somebody else it kind of triggered a thought for me about like my past and like how. I've been in monogamous relationships, but I always felt like somebody had a wandering eye. That really triggered me. And you sat down and had that conversation, you know. That's when it starts to get to love because you just switch your mindset from, you know, a good time to how do we build a long time type deal. So I don't really have, I have kind of more questions. And then we can come back to me in terms of my responses, but I have questions in terms of you say it's love for you or it turns into love for you or it looks like it's going that way when you want to put in the work. So, i.e., a.k.a. have tough conversations, 
address past wounds. You talked about being triggered. Um, you ever heard, and I've heard it more so with women dating men, um, about like trying to fix somebody. Like, like you, you know, you, you date someone and it's like, oh man, like this person is whatever. It's just like, you know, they just need this little, it's almost like a wrench. Like, let me just tighten up this wheel. Like if I just get this person to be better with money or get this person to, you know, follow through. Um, some people could also say that that's putting in the work. Um, I read something about like, you know, two strong individuals coming together. Um, you know, it's going to make a for a wonderful relationship. So to put in the work to address your insecurities and perhaps theirs, um, is that love or is that more so just building security within yourself? And I guess maybe within the relationship. Uh, it definitely doesn't necessarily mean security. I mean, I'm on a mindset. The only thing that builds security is just, I don't know, um, an unspoken thing. Like, I think what builds security for me is just knowing the person, you know. I, I, I definitely am of the mindset, romantic and non-romantic, at least in this aspect, that the people that I hold near and dear and close to my heart, I generally do know. Uh, and what I mean by know is is that I generally know how they react in a certain situation. I give them very specific advice that is not wasted on all right, I'm you know what, you know, you know, I'm giving advice to James Earl and Jimmy when I'm really just sitting there talking to you. Like your advice is completely different from what I would give to James Earl or Jimmy because the whole point of advice is to give you something that is practical and something that you can actually use. Um, and I think that's that's kind of where I am with um, building a foundation type deal and at least it being a, a closer knit thing for me when I'm able to sit back and be able to be like, you know, have conversations about, I understand what you'll do. And I guess that's part of me, part of, a need to control potentially in myself, but I'm not one above acknowledging that certain things. I, I mean, I will try to control as much as I can, just because it mitigates the hurt of the unknown, so to speak. Mm. So, yeah, man. Uh, you know what, man? Just thinking about it, man. Like, when was the first time you felt like you were in love, so to speak? Okay. First time I felt like I was in love. And not just lust. Um, I'm not going to name who that person was, but how I knew I was in love. Um... You talk about like wanting to make someone better. I just wanted to make life easier. So just in terms of like from a teamwork perspective, like yo, we on the same team, trying to you know win the same game. We're not there to trip each other up. So you know, if you got something to do for the for the day, and you know, there's a lot of obstacles. I'm I'm there to knock out some of these obstacles. Um, and again, we're talking about like in the context of romance. I mean, again, to your point, 
there's a point where there's a period where all you want to do is kind of be physical, be around them, see them, but that doesn't necessarily mean you want to actually. You said put in work, yours was conversation, but put in work in terms of like. Right. There's two different kind of yeah, works yeah, as well. Yeah. You know be, what I mean? Be, work be, on that be. booty. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and putting in and putting in work. You know what I mean? To better the person, you know what I mean? We do got to differentiate. Because I can't even people, say better the person because I feel like at the end of the day, we better ourselves. That's not saying we're not supportive, but in terms of like, let's say bettering someone's self for someone is education. For someone else, it's it's going to the gym, having better self-esteem. At the end of the day, these people are doing the, the work themselves, but it's a different thing to be the, the person on the side that's supporting you know, the example of the person going to the gym or supporting the person with education. Um, so I, I guess support in terms of like, where I was talking about like obstacles, dealing with a particular person again that I won't name, um, where, you know, I, it, it was more than just fun. Like, hey, this, this is cool. I'm dealing with this person. It's like, nah, I, I saw myself with this person for a time and wanted to do my best to like see them shine. So that means you know, clean the gutters while, you know, take care of the house type of thing. Um, okay, okay. You was tipping the tool man Taylor, huh? Putting, putting the, putting the shang- yeah. chandelier up yeah. in there? Yeah, tool man. I don't even know how to handle a wrench, but yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. I just know it's probably good to bust somebody upside the head, you know, just in case of a home invasion. You got a wrench. You got a, you got a way to get them up off you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the first time... I think the first time that I ever felt like I was in love, it was just me really looking at like um a life like a a, a like a lifelong partner, so to speak. Um and I will say I experienced l- like lust, so to speak, and I confused it with love. You know what I mean? My first relationship, which I touched on in a prior podcast, you know, um, I definitely look at that more like lust. Um, just because you don't at that stage, I wasn't able to differentiate between love and lust because it was love is possessive. Can we stop right here for one second? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You know what I mean? A little, little brief miscommunication, but <laughs> back at you, back to it. <laughs> so, so I wanted to stop you because you mentioned your first relationship and how, you know, at the time you couldn't distinguish lust from love. But ain't that the point? Like, that's where you were at that time. So I don't know the exact age. This is me just saying 18-year-old Leon, you know, what you think love is, is going to change at 23-year-old Leon, 30-something-year-old Leon. Um and not to discount the experience. Not, it didn't sound like you were discounting the experience. It's just simply you chalked it all up to lust. And I'm like, but is it though? Was was there more than just the physical aspect? I mean, I, I feel like lust has a limit if you're doing things that are beyond just the physical. Um, it is no longer in lust territory. I think so... To be honest, like my first relationship, that's all I knew it to be, like more physical to the point of, you know, just sex uh, for the most part. And then gifts here and there, you know, dinner and all that. But I don't I never got to a point where I seen it really growing 
to be honest. Like, I never... It was very, very, like, in the moment type of deal. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I see a future with this person in the sense of... And it's no discredit to the individual. It's just that I didn't know at the time what I didn't know. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that going through it and now looking at how love looks, for me, I guess, especially me being older and looking at younger me, I just think that it was just a strong feeling of love. I mean, lust, sorry, so to speak. And like you said, it's a difficult, at 18, 18 years old would have been right. You can't really differentiate. Um, just because you, I don't have no basis or ground to differentiate it. You know what I mean? So looking at it, you know, it was good all the way up until it wasn't. You know what I mean? And then when it wasn't, of course, there wasn't any work. It was more or less like, all right, cool. You know, we're going to step out, do our own thing. And not be able to communicate that. So ultimately, first relationship led to was kind of two petite, uh, two people that believed they were in a monogamous relationship, so to speak. And then end up stepping out and doing their own thing. So. I don't, I don't I don't necessarily think that was I mean I know it wasn't love uh love for me but I think where I finally came into my own and really grew my definition of love is with the mother of my child you know um and that whole relationship while there were shortcomings of it I never there was no shortage of trying to develop and seeing a future for me you know um, and I'll, I'll say in this podcast, same thing I say to majority of people that I've spoke to in the past about, you know, I always have love for the mother of my child just because she gave me the greatest gift on the world. I mean, in the world, you know, she gave me my daughter and that is a blessing, a true blue blessing, you know? Um, so you heard it here first. I always be appreciative of the blessing that, you know, the mother of my child gave me and giving me Olivia good, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tell me about, like, monogamy, man, and, and, like, what does that look like for you over the years? Uh, monogamy is difficult. For many reasons um i grew up christian so you know there's a lot of things i think as everyone knows because technically i guess the u.s is a christian nation but we shame and guilt a lot of things right like we shame and guilt cheating we shame and guilt um abuse of any kind as we should i mean there's there's some things are just flat out wrong um but you know like that <laughs> is not everything in life is linear. Uh, you know, monogamy is to, you know, be in a relationship with one person. Um, exclude, like, if that if that's between the two of them. It's, it's, it's meant to be exclusive. They both agree upon that. Um, time changes things. And I actually remember my father saying a long, long time ago, and I've read this somewhere, maybe you saw it as a tweet or IG post, that, like, love is an action. Um, like that's something you gotta choose it um, 
so in terms of monogamy, like, yeah, like, there are times when you have to, like, choose your partner over your feelings or over your experience because it could be great at times during certain seasons and then stuff happens depression or what you like changes you know like maybe all you wanted was uh some like a physical connection and a vibe but then as time changes you change and that person you know may not change in the same direction which is fine but then it comes to you choosing do you want to continue to grow in a a togetherness with this person to you know is that change fine though like damn why can't you just be the same you know what i mean but you're not the same though so how could i expect you to be something that i'm not that i can't reciprocate i don't know man you know i'm a pretty unchanging person so sometimes when a person change up on me I mean, you got core elements that don't change, but in terms of, you know, Leon now versus Leon five years ago, you have an appreciation for certain things that you may not have appreciated. True. And maybe some of these things that you now appreciate are now core elements of you. And if you're dealing with someone who doesn't share these core elements, it could lead to frustration. And again, you could work through anything, but again, every day, you know, actively choosing this person that's now growing apart from you. Right. So I go back to my original statement, monogamy is difficult. Okay. So my whole point of that would just say like, it's fine not to be fine with the fact the person that you with either has changed or has not changed. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that's where, especially in monogamy, where you feel like there's a moment where you may have felt like you stuck with the person. And I'm, what I mean by that is, like, not physically that you actually stuck with the person, but you stuck with the person in the sense of you don't necessarily want to do any harm to them by telling them, like, hey, um, I want you to get off the couch. You know what I mean? Go ahead and dust them Cheetos off your chest. And uh, kind of look, look. What flavor? Hey, man, you know, maybe a little Flaming Hots, you know, just yeah. sitting there. Or, you, you, you know... She might be a little fan of a, a Taki or something like that. I mean, that shit stains. Be careful with them Takis. You know what I mean? Stains. Clearly, clearly she wouldn't be going out in that shirt. But, uh... Well, if she's on the couch and she's got to dust off them Cheetos or Takis, I'm pretty sure she ain't going nowhere because she's on the couch. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you just got to frame it right. Let me not even say she, they. You know, we we respect all love here. So they're, Very true. They're Very on true. the couch. You know what I mean? I unfortunately I'm going to speak through my own personal lens, uh-huh. so to speak. I that's not to discredit anybody's perception of love or the way they love. You know what I mean? And just because we're talking about uh, monogamy does not mean that polyamory is not the right way to go. Love takes many forms, and if you can make it work, shoot, it's difficult enough loving yourself sometimes. And you can figure out a way to make it work with another individual. Whew, more power to you. Yo, you know how in Pokemon, like, they evolve. Like, you know, I'm trying to think. Like, Charmander. I can't remember the one in the middle. And then Charizard was, like, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Charizard polyamorous or monogamous? I don't know, man. Dude, I, look. It, it depends on what you believe, man. Hey. Can you evolve from monogamy to polyamory or vice versa? 
It depends on it. It all depends on the actual couple. You ask me. Depends on the couple. Depends on the communication. Sometimes what happens, a lot, matter of fact, I'm not going to say sometimes. A lot of times what I've seen in my life is that we try to put ourselves in such a series of events that is that are painted by what we believe our reality is and it brings me to my continuous point of life is that we paint a theoretical picture of the way our life really is supposed to look like instead of giving it a practical lens of giving it the ability to grow into whatever it may choose to be you know what i mean and what I mean by that is that it's kind of like when they ask you when you're in fifth grade and they're like, what do you plan on being? No different than relationship. What do you, what is your relate? What do you um, plan on getting from your relationship? What does it look like? Oh, it, it's me and whoever I'm with. And that's just what it is. You know, like we, we make it work through the, you know, through the good and the bad times. Instead of third. What happens if, you know, it's not you. It's not just you. And that one other individual. What if it's you, James Earl and Jimmy again? Because, you know, sometimes James Earl and Jimmy do have a way of coming on back up. And y'all just choose to maintain a great balance of communication and love throughout it all. I mean, I've been in situations where it was an unspoken polyamorous situation, but all the same, you know what I mean? It is what it is, man. I don't, I think at this point in my life, and I guess it's kind of evolving the conversation, so to speak, I don't put any limitations on what love will look like for me. If a person told me, you know, if anyone that I'm dating, you know, told me today, tomorrow, next week that I'm just, not, it's just not feeling the same for me. I, okay, I understand that. How do you pursue, I mean, how do you want to pursue it, you know? Do you want to necessarily see what is out there for you, you know, and just end it? Like, or do you say, you you know, you just, there's an itch out there for you to scratch and we just have to communicate what those set of rules look like. Either way is fine to me, man. I think the biggest thing that I've, I've learned to love is ever evolving communication. Am I always great at it? No, but. I try to at least give myself room to evolve in the, in the sense of, hey, let's figure out the way that works best for us when it comes to a communication type thing. How about you, man? Have you ever thought about stepping outside of monogamy and venturing off into a, mo a more multi kind of love? I mean, I've tried polyamory. Uh My experience definitely had its ups and its downs. Uh, there was more down to up, but hey, I had the experience. Um, like you, I don't necessarily put the parameter that like a relationship has to be just with one person. Um, communication is key, but also, uh, I mean, obviously you communicate you know what you're looking for but i also feel like it's just having an understanding so yeah boundaries but also an understanding because um i've met i've i've met my fair share of people who are in polyamory um 
And I feel like a lot of people just get stuck on the, the sex fact, uh, the, the sex factor. And that's not always the case. Like some people are with other people and believe it or not, there is no sex. It's simply just like you're with this person because, you know, they feed this other right. aspect of you. Um, From an intellectual level, you know, there's there's uh, a lot of different ways to look at polyamory, to your point. It's not always just about the physical. I guess, you know, the misconception is that, oh, in polyamory, you automatically going to be jumping into a ton of orgies and you automatically become swingers, man. It's not the case, man. It's it's a lot of different ways to make a person feel whole. Not all of them physical. And I hear a lot of the arguments where that's the case. Like, this person itches, you know, this scratches this itch intellectually for you or artistically for you. And maybe there is no sex with that person that gives you that. Um, that you should just be single and, you know, just be great with and communicative in terms of with these people you're dealing with like, hey i'm dealing with you because of these things we share in common but i'm also dealing with other people as well um i get that i respect that because you don't want to hurt people's feelings but i think it's to your point it's about what parameters you put on a relationship because to me those both could literally be the same it's like all right go ahead you know either one of us in this podcast b or leon go ahead and be free. You can't be committed to this one person. Um, the one person you're committed to lets you go because because you have these other things that need to be you know fulfilled. All right, so you're literally dealing with let's say two or three people for different reasons, and you're communicating with all of them that there's other people, and you're te- quote unquote single. But if these people that you're dealing with are not just one offs, it's not like hey, it's it's and I'm making up these names. It's Susie for the art museum once, and then it's done with Susie. But it's like, no, it's Susie, and it's every other week, the art museum and dinner. How's that not a relationship? Again, there's, again there's, it's all about how open you are with parameters. No one's saying now that you with Susie every, one, every other week for art now means that Susie's beholden to not sleep with anybody. No one's saying that. You and her are quote-unquote single but dealing with multiple people, I feel like on a routine basis, the same people, how's that not a relationship? How is that not polyamory in, in that regard? So then back to the person who's probably more so, not, I'm not gonna say closed-minded, some people just know what they want. Some, right. Some people just say, I just want this one person and that's it. I'll take them how they are. That means no connection here, no connection there, but our connection is there. And that's all they focus on. I respect that. Um, but they're also the same ones that say, hey, I won't open it up to this other aspects for you to, to, to experience with other people. Like, I don't know. Being single and dealing with multiple people technically is polyamory if you're dealing with these other people on a consistent basis, in my point of view, okay. my perspective. Hey, man, I would only think the only way that would be polyamory for me is if you sit back and you necessarily open and communicate with all of them. You know what I mean? And I guess for me, and this could be a uh, little bit of an evolution for myself, is that if all of y'all are sharing energy, so to speak, in the sense of instead of it being, you know, a one-off situation, for instance, if it's every other Tuesday with Susie and some reason you tell Susie you dating and... You know, now Samantha's in the mix. And, you know, you say, hey, Susie, you mind if I invite Samantha? You know, we all can sit back and 
talk and have a conversation, you know? It's not that. It's uh, an intrusion on her time, so to speak, as long as you ask for permission, I guess. I think for me, polyamory, it only leads into polyamory for me when the divisions start to intersect, so to speak, and you aren't necessarily the only catalyst. So, so all of it can be, you know, dating and managing potentially a different rotation of, of people could potentially be seen as polyamory, but I think tying it off and necessarily connecting the energy is uh, what ties it off and quantifies it as polyamory for myself. Hmm. Um, so I say one thing to kind of summarize all this. I want everybody out there to just be safe. Wrap it up. And what I mean by that is, hey, man, don't just only think about, you know, wrapping, wrapping it up when it comes to sex. How about you wrap it up with a conversation with the person that you choose to be intimate with, physically or mentally, you know? Have a conversation. Test it out. Have a conversation that, you know, wouldn't necessarily throw a little monkey wrench in the, in the, uh, into the mix, so to speak. That doesn't mean to communicate in a disrespectful way, but it just means try to have a difficult conversation. So that way you can build a better relationship, no matter what kind of relationship that is, you know? This has been uh, Leon, a.k.a. Shabazz. And B. You know what I mean? Thanks for tuning in to Robot Routine. Stay up, stay blessed, and hey, love, peace, and soul to all y'all out there. Happy Pisces season.